This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Oh, hey. Sorry I didn't see you there. This is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time machine is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! Hi friends, uh, welcome to the very first episode of The Time Machine with me, uh, Becca Stogner, and my special guest all the way from uh, Atlanta, GA. Uh, my good buddy Hunter Martin. Hi everybody. Happy to be here, Becca. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing like a it feels like a radio interview on my couch. It really does. Um so, Ellen, why wasn't I invited to your birthday party? You weren't invited? No, I wasn't. Why why weren't you invited? I I don't know, I guess you don't like me. I like you. Ellen. What comedian before your birthday party? <laughs> it must have been me because I'm your favorite, right? Right. Anyway, be kind to one another. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. So uh, this is the first episode of The Time Machine where we are talking about um, Disney Channel movies, Disney Channel shows, and basically anything that aired on Disney Channel in the 2000s and sometimes now if I want to talk about it. Uh, today we're just doing kind of a broad sweep on... Probably the greatest Disney Channel show of all time. I I think it definitely is. That's so Raven. That's so Raven. Um, it's the future. I can see. It's so familiar to not only you but to me. Yeah, I like that. Says Orlando Brown. <laughs> we don't have to. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to talk about Orlando Brown. We we will right. talk about Eddie Thomas, not Orlando Brown. Right. So we're kind of starting with just like. Later, we'll get into our favorite episodes from every season, but we're just going to kind of talk about first, like, why why this show is so iconic, why it's the number one. Um, it just, it does what the other girls aren't doing. <laughs> no, yeah. It never I, did. I think it really, not to, like, I'm taking this very seriously, by the way. Right. Because I really do think it is a quality, because thanks, thanks to Disney Plus, I've been watching it, you know? Right. And I've been wa- rewatching it. And it is a quality show, and I think that has to do with why it's so different from yeah. all the other shows is Raven. Of course. That, I mean, that's so Raven. That's it, And I think yeah. it's because she started on, I mean, a lot of these Disney shows, they all started when they were three or like four, but I think the difference between, like, Hannah Montana with Miley Cyrus, this was like her first thing, big thing. Raven Simone started on the Cosby show, which right. was like the top sitcom at the time. Yeah. So she had all and then she went from what was it? Doctor Doolittle with Eddie Murphy. Oh my god. So you have like these titans of comedy that yes. she learned from. And she so she knew. She and knew she, how to be funny. And she's a physical comedian. Yes. Raven is like one of the only Disney Channel shows that you can revisit as an adult and be like, This is still funny. No, yeah, and does she perform 
<laughs> with every face muscle. Yes. With every light. Yes. But that's yes. why we love it so much. 100%. And I think the other thing is the other actors on that show were seasoned, I guess is the correct word. Yeah. Like I was doing, absolutely. I was like wanted to know what other shows they were on. The mom, uh, Tanya. Takiya Crystal Kenya. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, but whatever. She was on a show with Bill Cosby as well for like four years. And then you have, I remember watching reruns of Family Matters and Orlando Brown was in those. Yeah. So I think the big difference between That's a Raven and all the other Disney shows that came before it or after is they really got a group of the kid actors who knew what they were doing. Right. And they weren't just, and I think it was at the time that, I mean, now Disney Channel is such like, they have like Disney Channel acting, like you know that SNL skit with. Yeah. <laughs> if if anyone has never seen the Disney Channel SNL skit with Miley Cyrus and Kenan Thompson as Raven, you need to it check is it out. Funny, but I think it's because it was such like the early. I think the shows before that's Raven were Lizzie McGuire and Even Stevens. I think those were, were the, the only, only like big, big ones. ones, yeah. And so that was like there was nothing to compare. Okay, there was a cat who just came in the room, and it just hissed. It's my roommate's cat. She's not friendly. Um, um, endorsement. My two cats are very, very kind, and they are doing a good job being quiet. Um, but, yeah. So, I think there was nothing to, like, compare Disney Channel acting to. They were just right. doing it. And I was doing some research, and because I take this very seriously. I'm doing some research, and it was the first multicam that Disney Channel okay. ever had. I mean, you can see uh, across on my DVD shelf, I have That's a Raven, Disguise the Limit, and That's a Raven, Supernaturally Stylish I had, as well. I remember having in my collection one of the DVDs. I don't, it was the one that Raven was modeling. That's um, that's on Supernaturally Stylish. Yes, because I used to own all those yeah. Disney Channel compilation DVDs. I took Raven very seriously as a child. I got into it when I was, like, in third grade, right, when I had moved to Nashville, and my parents would always, like, let me stay up, like, an extra 20 minutes or, like, put off my bath or whatever so I could, like, watch put Raven. Put off your bath? <laughs> I was you, young! You stay. <laughs> you say, I don't care if I reek. I just gotta watch that, Sir Raven. Put off my bath. At first, You're... they were, like, they were kind of uncomfortable with it. But, like, your mom, it, like... mommy, you draw the bath for me. I have to watch that, Sir Raven. <laughs> I literally, I logged onto the Disney Channel website, like, back when you could still send messages, and they would, like, run them on a scroller. Yeah, yeah, during the yes, show. yes, yes. I went on there, and I was like, my mom lets me put off my bath <laughs> to stay up and watch Raven. Rebecca, age eight. Then they emailed said, you back and said, please do not email us ever again, because we can <laughs> smell you from the computer. No, it just never aired. <laughs> and then maybe if I did, I just wasn't I just wasn't watching at the, at the time. But, like, Raven was... I was allowed to watch it, even though my parents, like, kind of thought that the fact that she was psychic was kind of weird. Really? Yeah. With, like, witchcraft or something like that? Not really. They were just like, that's kind of funky. But I actually, I wasn't allowed to watch Sweet Life for, like, two years. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> oh, no. Um, it's really dumb. Does that have to do with baths? No. <laughs> you know that episode of Sweet Life where they have, um... Prince Shamalama Ding Dong or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like a whole lot of shenanigans. And my parents are like, this is so stupid. Like, it's going to make your brain rot. Really? I guess. I just like couldn't watch it for like two years. And I just never really questioned it. 
I was never after that, but I was never like not allowed to watch anything as a kid except like that wasn't kid appropriate. You right. Know? I was hardcore banned from watching Lizzie McGuire. Really? Why? Because I was talking about bras. Probably. I was like six or seven when that was on, and mm-hmm. it was like Lizzie McGuire was a lot more grown up, I think, than the shows that came after it. No. Yeah. Go. For sure. I think comparing since it's about yeah. the Raven episode. And even could... Stevens, maybe a little bit too, was made for more kids that were like 11, 12. Yeah, but I think like Lizzie McGuire was very geared towards this is for 13, 12 year olds yeah. going into middle school. But I th- And I think That's Raven was more of like the show. I mean, and Lizzie McGuire was obviously so successful. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Raven but... was for everyone. Yeah, I think Raven was more of the family sitcom. Like, the yeah. family matters. The Even though it is Raven was the main character, I still found the dad, Rondell Sheridan. Rondell AKA... Sheridan, comedy king! <laughs> A.K.A. Victor Baxter. So funny. He is so funny. And I remember... And, and his dramatic scenes, too. Like, right. we'll talk about this later in some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. But when he gets fired and he goes, um... Yeah, baby, I did. I got fired. Yes. His delivery on that yeah. is amazing. Yeah, I think they really... It's so good. They didn't just like... Of course, the main characters were the kids, but they didn't just push the push the parents into like yeah. the weird... Like, the parents obviously still had to get involved, and so they would... Usually the parents' plot lines were with Corey, the little brother. Right. Because Raven's storylines were always with Chelsea and Eddie. Yeah. And then... Corey's storyline was always with either one or both the parents and but still the parents still kept kept the grounded groundedness of yeah. what a parent is with like something like Hannah Montana where Robbie Ray is <laughs> so like what are you doing Robbie yeah and like Jackson we, I mean, we love we love Billy Ray Cyrus. if Jackson had been cast on another show he would have been like the young single dad because he was far too old Right. And Jason I, Earls was like 35 playing that part. Right. That's why, I mean, I guess that's why Billy Ray's was, storylines were always <laughs> Jackson Rod Stewart. <laughs> but also, we got to talk about, for Raven, the iconic element of disguise. <laughs> yeah. Like, Raven is what started that. That is such a common trend on Disney Channel shows of, like, somebody dresses dressing up and pretending to mm-hmm. be someone else to get out of a situation. And that would not have happened. Right. Raven's always going to do it best. Right. I mean, she was the the blueprint, as the kids say. Raven committed to her bit. Right. And I think what was so good about it is, I mean, it was outrageous. Like, there's no way that she could have done all this and like, my mom's coming. Let me disguise myself as the garbage man. Like, and (laughs) have like the full regalia of like a beard, like a fake nose. Right. But I think the... The explanation was she designed her own clothes. I think that was, yeah. So I remember some episodes she was like. Do you like, think they made that part of her character trait so they could pull off I think that was, the disguises? I think that was a way of kind of getting around. Well, she designs her own clothes so she can. Right. I mean, in my mind. Because that's... like in the first episode, in the first episode where she goes in to talk to her teacher disguised as her mom. Yeah, you see The her... outfit breakdown. So we've got, you've got a hat. You've got prosthetics on the face. You've got. A coat, a skirt, a fat suit, presumably. Um, butt padding for sure. Yeah. That's just like how what? I mean, in I... the in the because I just watched this recently, 
in the beginning of the episode when it's not even about the disguise at first you see her designing pinning the disguise she wears toward like in the episode disguises her mom like it's on a mannequin and she's pinning it huh with what was what was she going to do with that (laughs) that power suit (laughs) But we have like we have Raven doing like a nine piece outfit right. for a five minute bit versus like when they wear disguises on like shake it up. It's like, well, let's put Bella Throne in a short wig and put her out Speaking there. Speaking of nominee, Emmy nominated Zendaya. Ugh, Queen. The the separation of Bella Throne and <laughs> Zendaya on their life paths is, right. is extreme and drastic. Oh boy. Oh boy. And I know her name is not uh Bellella throne but it is for this but podcast. it is it is to me how do you pronounce it oh my god it's, <laughs> it's Bella 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 throne. um but yeah i think just the yeah raven was raven that whole also, show still to this day one of the only disney channel shows to feature primarily black actors right in almost all the roles except for like all of raven's enemies <laughs> Right. All of Raven's enemies are like bitchy white girls. <laughs> right. Right. Speaking of this is a good segue. What do you think is your favorite like not the main cast? Right. Like without like the core um, people. I love William. Well <laughs> so cool, you'd always say William. It. I actually made a note I made a note on my phone in my like favorite episodes thing. I said season four lost us Tanya and William. William wasn't in season four? No interesting my favorite was always um stanley stanley was funny and i just was thinking about you know the bullies the beginning of the show that raven had with the girl from the cheetah girls was the main girl alana yeah and she had the two the really tall girl and the short girl yeah muffy and uh loca loca right loca was the tall girl right yes well, I was... Muffy and Loka made it through the whole show, and they just like would become lackeys to different <laughs> different people. <laughs> girls, they they knew it worked. Except Muffy, I think, is like the main one in season four. Interesting, just because all the rest of them died out, I guess. Right. So I just remembered this line that I used to think was so funny, where because Loka had a crush on Eddie, right? And Eddie was so scared of her, he would just go along with it. Yeah. And Eddie said something like girl you're so cute and she would go stop it you're lying (laughs) and she said it just like that well better that iconic gif of um when fainting when yeah when they think the the boy's in motion on stage she goes it's the boy (laughs) falls back on like eight girls and takes them all out and it's um and going back to the impact that this show had it was the first disney channel because disney channel had a 65 episode rule Right. Where this is a fact that I don't know much this, about. This is a good fact for also trivia people. You can always pull this out of your pocket. So Disney Channel back in the day had a sixty-five episode rule because they were dealing. It's a kids show, so they didn't want them to age out. And just to if they run out of stories, they can be like, "Well, sixty-five episodes, we're done." So if you look back before that's a Raven, even Stevens had sixty-five episodes. Was McGuire sixty-five episodes? And that's Raven was the first one to go past 65 episodes, go to four seasons, and it went to 100 episodes. Yeah, wasn't it like right at 100? Yeah, like right at 100. Like when their smoke is the 100th. Right. Which is a whole another thing, because I was looking that Ted, 
so I saw like the production order, like what was actually filmed last. Yeah. And the last filmed episode was the episode where Zach and Cody are in it. Oh, the Sweet Life crossover? Yeah, that was the last. That's like the middle of season four, right, though. Right, that was the last. Maybe they went back to, maybe they huh. were done and they're like, oh, we're going to do a crossover. So they went back and did it. Yeah. But their intention was to make that, not the last episode, but the one, the second to last episode, the last episode. Wasn't, Where Eddie's yeah. parents go through a divorce. Or right, when their smoke was like not supposed to be the last. It aired like a year later. Episode, and then it was. And it aired like, I remember. If y'all don't know about this, the last aired like the last released episode and what's listed as the final episode of that's a raven on uh, those platforms yeah is called when there's smoke and it's raven finds like cigarettes in Corey's jacket pocket or something and thinks that he's smoking so it's kind of like a psa it's like a psa episode and it's weird it, it's got a weird flavor <laughs> and it's weird it's like the final thing that when it aired, was supposed to be the last of the That's a Raven world. Like, you would think well, besides, they would go out with, like, a huge flourish or something. Besides Corey in the of... house. Oh, God. But I read, because there was a recent Twitter thread about Disney fun, Disney Channel fun facts. Right. And on the thread was they were going to make a That's a Raven movie. Kind of like the Lizzie McGuire movie, where that was the final yeah. thing. I don't know if it was going to be in theaters or not. Lizzie McGuire was not released in theaters right it was it was yeah it was you're right it was but yeah they were gonna have a that's a raven movie i don't know if it was going to be in theaters or a decom but the plot was raven was going to get an internship in fashion in paris and something happened and eddie and chelsea were gonna have to go help right so that would have been a great it would have been great yeah that's not even for the popularity it had, and obviously Disney knew the popularity because it extended past the 65 and went for so long. Yeah. You would think they would make more of an effort to put a button I know. on it. Unless they were like, you know what? I think in like 10, 12 years, we're just going to, we're going to revisit this. <laughs> Is it time to talk about Raven's Home? I think we have to mention it a little bit. Ugh. Raven's Home. I remember. So... I mean, as kids, we all love that Raven, but there were—I don't know why—but when we were when we were in college, yeah, we had like a resurgence of that Raven for some reason. Yeah, but it wasn't it. There was no Disney Plus at the time. No, so we would just have to watch like the select few that were on the Disney app. But I don't know why all Apple of a TV. sudden we started watching it. It may have just been like. I don't know. We may have like because realized a, a, a common interest or something. It was a resurgence. It of, was. That was our group of friends. Inside jokes. It, yeah. We were quoting it all the time. There was one episode that we watched so many times. Maybe. Maybe. I think. So many times. I'm sure that will come up during our episode. It will. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. But. Yeah, we had like a research. I have no idea why. Yeah. But I do remember watching it on that app. And then they announced that Raven, she was hosting The View at the time. I right. remember where I was when I saw the article. I was in my marketing class. Obviously not paying attention. This is on my phone. <laughs> and I saw on Instagram that it said Raven Simone leaving The View to do that to Raven sequel. And I was, I look like my professor was like doing a lecture on like marketing, whatever. And I look up 
seeing the shock of the news. I'm like looking around the room, seeing if anyone else knows. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they do not know. No. And I, I was beside myself because I think that was the first time that one of like these reboots were really something that I grew up on. Yeah, I think like, it the, was. Like the Full House, I grew up on Full House, but right, the but reruns. Fuller House was a letdown. Yeah, but I'm saying that this was like the first show that I yeah. remember where I was when it premiered. I remember watching every week right. with Full House. I grew up on the reruns. So I was like, oh yeah. So the show was already old yeah. to me. But this so... My that. ass, my third grade ass and my That's a Raven skirt from Dillard's <laughs> freaking out. But I remember when I ran to you guys, I was like, did y'all see the news? Yeah. It was like, <laughs> it was crazy because, and then I thought, and I remember. And they gave it what they don't do very much anymore is where they have a big night. They used to be like, Disney's night of premieres. Yeah. It was like a whole thing where they would have like a big movie, like a big new decom premiere. And then follow it with a new episode of like a show that was going to be huge. They did it with Corey in the House. What was the movie? For I have no. I remember clue. the movie Cowbells. Remember that with Ali and AJ? It, yeah, because that was Hannah Montana. Right. Because I remember the. I have no day. clue. I just remember that there was a decom that aired, and then right after was Corey in the House because I was so psyched for Corey in the House, and it started strong. The theme song was good, sort of. And then we went into the show, and it was bad. Hmm, I wonder if I can look it up. Maybe. When did Corey in the House premiere? Like 2006 or seven. September 12, 2008. Oh, wow. That's later than oh, wait. I thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, well, this is January 12, 2007. Okay, that, so, that sounds right. So what decom came out on January 12th? Watch it be nothing. I feel like... Jump in. It was jump in. Oh, wow. Mr. Corbin Blue and Miss Kiki Palmer. (laughs) Jump in. Miss I don't know this man. (laughs) Miss I don't know this man and Mr. Uh, Third most translated Wikipedia page of all time (laughs) behind Jesus Christ and one other... Yeah. It's his Wikipedia page is third for it's been translated into like 26 languages, I think. Corbin Blue? <laughs> yeah. Who knew Jump In was that popular? I mean, I did because I got it for Easter one year. The DVD. Jump In. Chef's kiss. So jump good. Jump In. Let's jump into it. It's so good. <laughs> like, have you ever seen that TikTok? Get into it. Yeah. <laughs> jump In. I, I knew it. that it was a big premiere because when Raven's Tom came out, we made a big night of it because it was Descendants 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I am what you could call Descendants Trash, I think. Okay. I I dressed up for the premiere. So we won't touch too... <laughs> <laughs> That's another story for another day. Yeah, it's, um, it's embarrassing. It's another pod. <laughs> um, so we won't touch too much on Raven's Home because that's not what this episode's about. Right. But... It just needs, initial, it needs a mention. Yeah, I mean, that just goes back to the, the impact of That's a Raven, that 10... 11 years later after it went off the air it got a reboot yeah with raven and chelsea as parents yeah which i was like and we had devon, devon. raven's boyfriend come back yeah. for an episode we've had other victor was special guest victor was in one of them i've only watched orlando brown has kind of gone right off the deep end so right we're not gonna talk about orlando because we don't want the negativity in the podcast you know? <laughs> they haven't explained eddie's um disappearance. so just you two <laughs> 
this huge. I remember we got into a big argument about why Eddie wasn't. I was like, he doesn't have to be in it. And no, but like, I felt like they should have at least like mentioned it. Like they mentioned that Chelsea's husband was in prison, true. and um, that Raven is divorced. I think. Yeah. Um, because God forbid on Disney Channel that you have a child before getting married. Right. Speaking of getting married, Raven got married. She did. Yeah. In the Q teen, in the old Q. <laughs> I remember when I first saw the pictures, I thought it was her and the girl plays Chelsea. They got married. <laughs> I was like, no way. That'd be iconic. That would be very. Annalise Vanderpool is an icon. <laughs> um, She's on Cameo. She's been on I Broadway. Know. If anyone She's is lis- if anyone's listening it. to this and you're thinking about getting me a present, the present is a Cameo from Annalise Vanderpool. I would. Uh, my birthday might have already happened by the time this comes out but next year i would love for her to to ask me if i carry a lunchbox she she is amazing she keeps cameo afloat i think yeah so raven's home i think started the first episode was good yeah i remember it had a strong start because I kept up with it. We kept up with it, like, week to week for a little while. Yeah, because I think we were still on that Raven high. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh. This, this is Raven. She's back. She's home. Yeah. <laughs> Raven's home. Raven's home. <laughs> yeah, and then it. I think it became a Disney Channel show. It. Yeah, it really fell into a lot of the modern traps. And, that I mean, it wasn't. Well. I hate to. Like, every reboot that has ever happened, it is not made for the audience that was originally right. intended so and so raven and chelsea were just like the parents yeah it started once it started to become more about yeah i mean like their kids yeah the first couple episodes raven had to be the main right person i don't know it's it I mean, ain't it ain't again i haven't watched it since it first came on right so it made the last time i saw it was when I went to Atlanta and we watched the musical episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, they were doing a lot of press. And I was like, there's a musical episode. Right. So, of course, the Raven musical episode, the That's So Raven musical episode was so top tier. I was like. Undercover, ca- the Undercover Superstar? They carried it over and they didn't carry the it. The Undercover Superstar episode is so good. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. But back to the reboot. That's why I hope the... I think that's what I really hoped the sequel was going to be, focused on Raven, and she has kids, but that wasn't the focus. Right. But then the more I was like, oh, it's going to be on Disney Channel, obviously. I remember I was, because I'm such a big Boy Meets World fan. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my gosh, Coin Topanga, they're back. And then it wasn't for me. It was for the Disney Channel audience. So that's why I'm like. That's how they get you. Like the first couple of episodes, they'll be like. Right. Uh? And like, like you, like there was a big scene with Corey and Topanga at the very beginning. Right. There has to be. That's why I'm hoping this Lizzie McGuire reboot will happen because. Right. So far, I think the reason that it stalled is because Disney was like, where are the kids? And they're like, there isn't no kids in the show. <laughs> Let us do what we want. So that's what I think I wished Raven was the spinoff was. I do too. Her and Chelsea going to the city together or something anyway but that just goes back to the impact of that's a raven it has had two sequels it was the first show of disney channel to have a sequel or oh spin-off. yeah that's boy meets world was not like a, D- a disney yeah boy channel meets world was just show. one of those shows that disney would do reruns like sister sister 
Boy Meets sister, World. Sister. Which ju- they just announced Sister Sisters coming on Netflix. I was more of a Twitches girl myself, but <laughs> um, yeah, Raven was the first show to have a spinoff. Corey in the House. What did you think of Corey in the House? Um, it was exactly. Yeah. It didn't even really have a strong start though either because like I I remember I tuned in to jump in because I had already downloaded Push It to the Limit on my iPod mm-hmm. Nano two gigs with the click wheel and I had <laughs> blasted it as loud as it could go before my parents set a volume lock on my iPod. Dang. A volume <laughs> lock? How do you do that? You like go into settings and you set you can still do it on like iPhones. You set like a lock that the volume can't go above a certain um setting peak i don't know what it's called on on like an iphone but you can set like with the click wheel it was so much easier to be like just like rip it up i had the ipod that was looked like a flash drive like the shuffle with no screen no screen right so i remember those made me anxious because you can't like pick what's right i remember riding in the car and just like click yeah you're just at the mercy like yeah when i got this is irrelevant but when i got my ipod nano you know they're like they're so small my parents wrapped that bitch in a box that was taller than me and i opened it and inside was another box and i opened it and inside was another box and i opened it and inside was another box and i went through like five boxes and i was starting to get very um upset and so Don't make I was me upset. angry. And then um, iTunes has always been free. That's common knowledge, I think. And Christmas Day, I like after I finally got it open, like an hour later, I logged online to get iTunes, and I clicked on this website that was like twenty dollars for iTunes on your computer, and I was like, okay. Oh, oh <laughs> ten. how old are you? Ten. Oh no. And I sent twenty dollars to this <laughs> scam <gasps> website because I didn't know. Did and, you, um, most I importantly, did, did you get the iTunes? Uh, yeah, eventually. But I did not get to purchase um, year 3000 because I had spent too much money already. Dang. Remember when iTunes gift cards were the thing to get? Yes. If you didn't, like, oh, my God. Every time I went to a birthday party in high school for somebody I didn't know that well, I was like, that was always like iTunes gift card. IT- <laughs> someone, someone gave me an iTunes gift card. I'd be like, what do you want me to do with this? Oh, like now, yeah. Right. But like back then, I was in like, twenty twenty. Right, but back then I would be like, yeah, if it was twenty ten, oh, someone was like, you want an iTunes gift card? I was like, humming, 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 humming. <laughs> like when I graduated eighth grade, I think I had like fifty dollars of iTunes money. Fifty dollars, and I was like, Shrek two soundtrack, check. <laughs> Emo albums, check. Shrek two soundtrack. I was like on iTunes for like a whole day. Like iTunes was like I would always look to see like what the top song was on itunes same i would check the itunes charts like a social media right it was kind of like to see what songs were i would check the music video charts too and be like hmm yeah i don't know any of this yeah who's (laughs) emanim you're so dumb (laughs) who's emanim speaking of itunes did you ever have um like any the that's a raven soundtrack no i did i did not i had um i did have i had disney girls rock with a z and Raven had two songs on that. She covered Superstition by Stevie Wonder. And it also had her song, This Is My Time. Yeah. Which I still... Uh, That's from the Princess Diaries, right? Oh, that song was a slap. That is from Princess Diaries 2, Royal Engagement, actually. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the soundtrack that I know, like, back to back. Some girls are fair. Oh, Raven busts a rhyme with Julie Andrews. Some Julian feet. All the other girls are not doing it like Raven. Who else on Disney Channel has busted a rhyme with Julie Andrews? Right. Who? Right. Who? It ain't Miley. <laughs> Tell you that. It ain't Emily Osment either. Could you? <laughs> Emily Osment. Um, I recently revisited Emily Osment's song, Let's Be Friends, so we can make out. Now you still can't remember to see, I'm sure. But <laughs> I had the That's a Raven soundtrack along with, I had... Basically, if Disney Channel came out with any merchandise, I probably, especially if it was uh, like electronic merchandise, yeah, probably had it. So I had the That's a Raven soundtrack. I had the Kim Possible soundtrack. The Kim Possible soundtrack. Technically, is these God were tier. Technically, these were like for the kids. Like they weren't just for me. They were my right. mom bought them for the family. Sure, but <laughs> I, I never had that problem. <laughs> well, when you grow up with two sisters, two sisters and a brother, they're like here right. right over it but i remember that that's a raven soundtrack only it had the theme song two songs sung by raven and then the rest were just random was some call of magic on there no it was, was the song that she sings in the musical episode oh the i don't know the name of it and the supernatural not superstition but supernatural it goes, it's supernatural. Yeah, I no. remember that one. And then I remember, like, We Are Families on there. Huh. Like, Aretha Frank. Like, it's very... They said, we need to make money. This is Raven- Alone in the Hallways Erasure. Right. They said, we need to make money, but Raven only recorded two songs. And we can't put a 30-second theme song only. So. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Raven, in general, just impacted the Disney culture. Yeah. We have impacted my sense of humor a lot oh yeah for sure, for sure. what's your favorite catchphrase that she had <sighs> you nasty you nasty because she's always saying it to kids and that's how i feel about children yeah i think you nasty is i mean i think the one that everyone knows is oh snap yeah but i think you nasty is for Which, the was it season three or four that they put in in the theme song the oh snap like right at i the think it's the last one it wasn't there it was the last season where where the logo hits her. Yeah, and she goes, oh, snap! <laughs> Which is so weird. <laughs> like, why the last season? If anyone else out there had the That's So Raven Game Boy Advance game, you need to send me a message and we need to talk about it. There's a game. Oh, wait, I didn't know there was a Game Boy it's, Advance game. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's nasty. <laughs> You're nasty. You're nasty. That's her That's a Raven impression. Um, but, yeah, Raven just impacted Disney. We had, like you said, she was in Princess Diaries too. Yeah. She was in That's a Raven. She was one of the biggest... Cheetah Girls. ...Disney stars. She had the most reach on the channel. She, she was, was the, in so many different franchises. She was the Beyonce of Disney Channel. That's the T, girl. She was... Oh, my God. She was the <laughs> Beyonce... She was! ...of Disney Channel. She could just stand on a stage saying nothing, posing. <laughs> with her faces that she makes. <laughs> with, the, with the face she makes. Like the... the. <laughs> I know this is a podcast, but I... I'm referencing a picture where she smells something. She's like. <laughs> uh, there's this, that one, and then there's the inverted but, version of it where she's like. Yes. I mean, she really is the Beyonce of Disney Channel. Yeah. She left the Cheetah Girls. She did leave the Cheetah Girls. Oh, my God. She left the Cheetah Girls. Amiga's Cheetahs. Friends for life. Produced by Whitney Houston. Iconic. And Raven. Raven produced the second one, which is the best. And then Raven later became a producer on Raven. That's a Raven. That's a Raven, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So do you like her credited as, this is a weird question, 
Okay. But I remember growing up, you just referred to her as Raven. Just Raven. Yeah. Now you refer to her as Raven Simone. Yeah. Which is so... Because enough time has passed, I think, that, like, she was not in the public eye enough that you kind of have to clarify. But there's also not any major but, celebrities also named Raven that I can Right, but of. now she referred... Now, like, every interview, every thing that she's credited in is Raven Simone. I mean, she was always credited no, well, as the, Raven Simone. No, in the That's Raven theme song, it just says starring Raven. Does it? Yeah. Never says Raven Simone. I've never noticed that. That's crazy. But in Raven's home, it says starring Raven Simone. Huh. And in a, that's a, this is really weird. This is, I have no life, obviously. <laughs> I, I mean, who <laughs> I'm does? A sad, right now? sad little boy. <laughs> um, in the final season of That's a Raven, it, you know, you said Raven produced it. The, yeah. It says produced by Raven Simone. Huh. And in the Cosby show, she was, she was credited as Raven Simone. So it was just in Disney when she got her own show that it was she Raven. just went by Raven. Raven. <laughs> I thought you were here. Okay. Why did I mark you? Okay, I guess this is a good segue to, to start talking about our favorite episodes yes. for the season. <laughs> All right. Okay, so I'll let you. So season one. So season one is a treasure trove oh um, yeah i think season one i think without a doubt is the best the best yeah it's like season one has the most iconic setups like some of the most iconic raven imagery faces disguises like it's so good and in a weird way it's more ground i mean the show is right is so <laughs> odd you can't really call that's a raven a grounded right that's why i'm saying gro- at its core that's why i said but, grounded some of the setups for like the disguises are yes. like because by the time you get to season three sometimes it's like what like when what? she what right <laughs> um so my favorite episode in season one you probably know is uh if i only had a job yes which that was gonna be mine but i knew it was gonna be yours yeah so. which is the one which that i think is we watch yes hundreds and hundreds of times that was the one that if there's any episode of television that i can quote all of it's gotta be that one and um for those of you plebes who don't know, <laughs> yeah, give, give a bit, we'll, we'll give a um, uh, description of each. If one. I only had a job is the episode where Raven, um, her school is doing a production of the Wizard of Oz. She gets cast as the Wicked Witch of the East, which she thinks sucks, which leads to the iconic joke of <laughs> the Spanish teacher. Oh, wait, OK, do you want to be I'll be the Spanish teacher and you want to be Raven? OK, sure. OK, so the setup is that she's reading the cast list of the wizard of oz in class to them which is very very cruel so like of someone got cat like you see someone they're like yeah Tommy, I think, you're the munchkin yeah blah, blah, blah. so eddie gets the scarecrow and he's psyched raven wants dorothy and i guess this bitch she don't like kayla sims is also right. up for dorothy so this is they are finding out the cast list and the teacher has something in her hand and <clears throat> right okay. so i'm the teacher <laughs> becca is raven <laughs> This is also my favorite line in the, in the episode. It's so good. I'm going to laugh. Okay. Serious. Raven. Yes! <laughs> I thought you were here. Why did I mark you absent? <laughs> she probably like, makes some noise. It's so stupid, but it's so funny. But goes, also in this episode, it? Raven has a vision of her dad getting fired from his job at as the head chef at a fancy restaurant because the new owner mr briggs is an asshole 
So he does get fired eventually later that day. And then Raven and Chelsea and Eddie get dressed up as famous people and go down and try to <laughs> complain about Victor getting fired so that they'll get him his job back. Which I think is one of the top disguises. Like it it, is. it's Because it's, it's not too... It's one of the most simple disguises that she's ever done on the show, but it's yeah. one of the most probably the most famous and then the characters and like the way that they call Corey and have him pretend to be <laughs> jennifer lopez get me jay oh it's too late the part where okay go to disney plus and watch the part where they're disguised as the celebrities why don't you just watch the whole episode right yeah it's do funny you, do you watch it? it's a funny episode but the part where he reveals to raven aka lasagna at the time that Victor doesn't work there anymore. They spit out their drinks. She stands up in the middle of the restaurant. She goes, Are you joking? <laughs> it's so obnoxious. And it's then she so performs uh, When the Saints Go Marching In because that's all Eddie knows. On oh, the, you know what? I have to say the honorable mention in the character of Miss... What's her name? The Spanish teacher? Yeah. I can't remember. Miss... Anyway, the Spanish teacher also had another funny line because the Spanish teacher comes in yeah. while they're performing the bring Victor back. Right. And they're like, oh, shoot, the teacher's there. She knows that this is us. And so they obviously get find out. And they're like, Raven. And the, so the teacher comes to talk to them after they're getting kicked out of the restaurant. And she goes, Raven, you, you have a lovely voice. You should have gotten Dorothy or something. So did I get the part? She goes, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the Spanish teacher also has a really funny scene in an episode that I think is otherwise just okay in season four, where Raven is interning for um, Donna Cabana. Are you talking about the pinata? Yes, when they <laughs> yeah. come into the office where Donna Cabana is like, if you even step on this rug, you have to rake it. And... <laughs> I think it's either Senorita Rodriguez or yes, Ramirez. It's Rodriguez. Okay. But she's like, she brings in a chocolate lava cake yes. and a pinata and like a- filled with guacamole. Yeah, Senorita Rodriguez. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, and then my honorable mention for season one is the pilot episode, Mother Dearest, that where Raven dresses up as her mom and has the iconic line mm, 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 Betrayed by the booty. <laughs> Which, speaking of the pilot episodes, I have, like, a fun fact about... I'll make it quick, but... <laughs> so, Raven auditioned for Chelsea. I had heard that. And they were like, this girl's really good. So, they switched it up. And the reason... And so, they named it... The original title of the show was Absolutely Psychic. Huh. But then they're like, well, let's do that for Raven. So, anyway. And the re- You know, like, in the beginning of season one, Chelsea is not in it she's like she's there and she's not she's there and she's not yeah kind of the reason it like she's not in the very first episode she's not no of huh. mother dearest that's she she's not oh i didn't i don't Realize? think i'd noticed that yeah she's not i mean she's in the main titles but she's not in the yeah show. well the reason is they the original actress who played chelsea got fired oh and because they just didn't gel like chemistry wise i guess and so they kept – so they added Annalise Vanderpool as a guest star. And so that's why she wasn't in every episode at the very beginning. Oh. You know? I can't imagine literally anyone else on this earth playing Chelsea right. Daniels. So, yeah, that's why Chelsea is not in the very first episode. 
and why she's like not in like the fourth one huh it's it's really random when she's not in there all right so i guess i'll move on to mine yeah season one so my season one probably favorite episode is party animal oh that one's so good that's when raven has a vision of her brother saying i hate you and he has a birthday party so he that day and so she makes sure that his birthday party is like out of this world but then the parents get sick so she has to babysit all the kids and then the the animal guy like a steve Irwin type is supposed to come in with all like the frogs or whatever blah blah blah. he there's like an emergency where he like the animal farm that he works he has to leave and so she has to take on being Reptile, Reptile Raven. Raven, and the most iconic part is when she has the iguana. Yes, and she... this was another one that got beaten to death in our friend group. Right, yes, where she comes out and she obviously goes dancing iguana, dancing iguana, then peeing iguana, and then there's the frog <laughs> aspect of it all. Right, there so. was a flash game based off that. Yes, with the frog toss. Yeah, the... I think one of the things I love the most about that so Raven is like. Her visions are always things that happen because of something that she right. ends up doing to prevent it. I mean, I think that's all the sh- that's the shtick. So you think show. at some point she would be like, "Oh, I guess I just like won't do anything." Right. But no. I remember some episodes where the episode wasn't even about the vision, but you still have a vision in that's a raven. Yeah. So it would just be like, "Oh my gosh, guys, guess what's happening?" And then the phone rings, and then she goes, "Well, that's what it was." And so then the episode goes and it really had nothing to do with the vision. Um, but also, because that, I think that dancing in iguana, peeing iguana is so iconic. It is. In college, in an improv show, we were doing party games. Party quirks. Party quirks? Yeah. And I was in the audience. This is when I wasn't on the improv team in college. Oh, then I probably wasn't there. But yeah, I think it was my freshman year. Oh, then I definitely wasn't freshman there. Freshman and sophomore year. <laughs> anyway, and so someone, sa- someone said Raven, Simone, or I said Raven, Simone as... Uh, character and the person in the middle of the party started doing dancing iguana dancing iguana <laughs> peen iguana and they got raven so it just tells wow. you so fine taste <laughs> we have taste <laughs> and so my honorable mention which i think is a crime because season one is it's so good it's so good so it's hard to even say it's honorable mention yeah is ye old dating game Oh, that one's really good, too. So, the plot is... I just watched that one a couple days ago. The plot is Raven wants this guy to ask her out, and... This is... Is this Stinky Sturkey's first appearance? I don't know. He's one of my favorite side characters. And, yeah. And she, like, does all this thing to get her to take her to the dance. It never happens. And then she goes with Stinky Sturkey, but then she has a vision that the guy she likes is going to take her to the dance. So, it's like... I can't I have to go to the dance with both guys and the dance is like a medieval theme yeah so Chelsea is also uncharacteristically rude throughout this whole that's because she's the queen because she's the queen of the dance and she's just an asshole to everybody to the stalks oh my gosh I think it's like one or two episodes after that where they have the carnival and stinky sturkey gets knocked into the water that's full of soap (gasps) and he's like why does this taste like soap and she goes uh, because I would so many. Okay, you have to look at that scene. She uses every muscle in her face to say the line. She does. She goes, oh, because I'm so many. 
so funny. Um, I also have to say another honorable, honorable mention is the episode where Raven's mom becomes the substitute to her class. I almost put that for my honorable mention because it's so funny. It's very funny. Takia shines in that episode. She is so funny in it. Can you believe the words are coming out of my mouth? (laughs) Girl likes boy, boy likes girl. They both die. Cry, cry, cry at the end. Raven, I thought that was you. I thought someone was. Raven, that's just you popping your gum. I thought they were tearing up. I was almost staring at the sidewalk. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Hunter is uh, <laughs> iconic for gum smacking in it's, these parts. It's because I have trouble <laughs> sometimes breathing out of my nose. So when I chew gum, I'm like Raven in that scene or like a cow. <laughs> it's really bad. All right. I know season, it's bad. Season two. Season two is also very, very strong. Yeah. Um, I did have a hard time. They're a little older, a little wiser. Yes. So my. This is when, was this when Chelsea started getting dumb? Probably. Because Chelsea wasn't really dumb in Chelsea the Chelsea has season. a steep decline in intelligence. <laughs> and for, Yeah, a lot of things change. Like, Corey isn't... Like, Corey's, the, like, doesn't... There's there's that subplot. Corey's money obsession, like, kind of goes away at one point. Well, the first season, he was in love with Chelsea. He was, like, and then that kind of thing. He would call her baby. Away. He would. You want to say gorgeous baby? <laughs> but, like, also, that's, that's kind of on brand. Because, like, as a child, you'll have a crush get- on, like, your older sibling's friend. Right, what and if it the, just kind of disappears. Right. What if the series finale, Chelsea and Corey got together? Oh, my God. The Harry and Ginny of it all. Um, so my top episode for season two is That's So Not Raven, oh. um, which is the one, you've probably heard it, where she is supposed to be modeling a dress that she made in a fashion show, and they tell her that she can't wear it because she doesn't have the look, because she's not, like, skinny and blonde and presumably white as well. Um <laughs> And then she ends up walking the dress with the model and there's like a whole commentary on Photoshop and modeling and like it's ill effects on people. And then the subplot of Corey like doing the PowerPoint and trying to convince his parents to buy him the game ball too is also really funny. Oh, yeah. Um, but that was just that was one of the first episodes I saw as a kid. It's very impactful for a lot of reasons, um, right. both funny and otherwise. And then my honorable mention, which was a tough one. This is a tough cut is the the road to audition, <sighs> obviously. The Undercover Superstar episode. We get you know, iconic. That's my numbers. honorable mention as well. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, we get performances. We get the the show stopping performance from Raven at the end, but you also have Alone with in the Hallway. With her hallways. weird pants. Yes. Well, she has that outfit change halfway through. Oh my gosh, that episode is great. Isn't Paula Abdul in that? Yeah, because she's the host. Because that the that was the height of American Idol. With right. Paula she's the host of Undercover Simon. Superstar. Yeah. And the whole gag is that they're like. Raven has a vision of this guy being undercover, but he's actually undercover for the health department. Right. And so people are performing for him all day. And then he's like, oh, sorry. I'm just like here to right. find bugs. And then the the joke. Oh, my gosh. This joke has such a good payoff. I am it up. really does. But like Raven leaves the cafeteria after doing her show stopping number. And there's Paula Abdul in a janitor costume. And she's like, you know what? He kids around here who can sing or dance and tell jokes or like whatever <laughs> right. she says. Tell jokes. And Raven's like, sorry, I'm not performing for any more janitors today. And then Paula throws her whole costume in the garbage and is like, guess I'll have more luck at the other school. Right. And the way she like leaves the, I the know. scene, she like does like she a She doesn't dance. even try. <laughs> she like dances off. Like, is that how these shows do it? Are they like, hey, kid, can you sing? Well, I guess it's kind of like the show, um, <laughs> What Would You Do or... Oh you ever heard that? Seen that? Joke? Yes. And there was also. Excuse me, ma'am. Right. I'm John Quinones. <laughs> right. I guess it's kind of like that. They just put them in a situation, see what how they react. There's but it's, also it's the, different in a situation where you're like staging a fight in a diner versus like 
just uh, randomly getting number. someone to sing right. and do an outfit change at And then there time. was also, since it's my honorable mention too, I feel like I can speak yeah. for this honorable mention. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to like step on your honorable mention, but it's the same. Um, the behind the scenes of finding the hall monitor. The little boy? The little boy. There was a contest. I think he's so funny. And you got to see, I remember in the commercials, you got to see his process of like getting the part, yeah. going to rehearsal. Those were always so fun when you would see the little footages of like the extra or like the kid who was like a fan but then got to be on the show. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. I hope. I I remember seeing like a video of. Do you know who that guy is now? No. Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you got to start, guys. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds was the hall monitor. (laughs) Um, So, like I said, my honorable mention is the the road to audition yeah but my favorite one is he's got the power is that the one where eddie that's the one where eddie gets, gets uh powers powers that visions. one was good too because i, like I remember as a kid i really liked that one is that is that the one with the disguise where they're like the two foxy mamas yeah that ugh, iconic also Haley duff was uh hillary duff's sister yeah. is in that episode oh my gosh um we are two foxy mamas who just don't want to miss and i just thought i mean it's just a funny i think it was just different because now eddie has yeah and it was different because he could get visions on demand he could and then his visions were also like of betting odds and like different things yeah i think he could just think of something yeah and he would like okay i'm gonna think about horses (laughs) and this is a weird thing that i noticed as a kid the way they went into Raven's eye and the way they went into Eddie's eye was different. It was different. Eddie's face was different. Yeah. Eddie's face looked like he had to fart. <laughs> and Raven's looked like she just... Uh, Raven's vision face is so iconic. Raven... How would you describe Raven's vision face? It's like she suddenly just has a life-changing realization and it brings her to a halt. Yeah. But like in a dignified way. It's like saying to me, Hunter, the Cheesecake Factory restaurants are closing all around the world i'd be like oh well, i love cheesy battery that's good sponsor me all but yeah. right season three is a conundrum because this season is, three yeah. is like 10 episodes There's longer like than all the other ones five episodes i think usually when i was browsing on disney plus to like remember what my favorites were there's like 20 each in the first two and then season three has like 38 right and i think you can tell because they look different in the beginning of the season they do when they end the season because it was and so there's long. also so many like plot points or episodes that i was like which season was that and they were all in season three yeah so my favorite uh, might also be yours uh it's Artbreaker. yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't mine it wasn't no really this is another one I had on DVD as a kid. Which this is, is another like, one we used to quote. It's as well. so funny. So, Artbreaker is the one where Chelsea makes a statue of Raven as a bird and it gets put in an art show, and Raven thinks it's really ugly. And then she accidentally breaks it, but she doesn't want Chelsea to think she did it on a purpose. So, she paints herself and like dresses up as the statue and stands in the art show. <laughs> and then Eddie feeds her jalapeno popper and she starts to sweat and cry. And then it is eventually revealed that the statue is raven herself but the quotes are iconic this has my favorite like adult i guess you could call it adult joke in the show where she gets to the art show and she's like i was not the only statue on that bus this is a very 
very weird city. I think my favorite quote from that episode, along with the when she's the statue, was like jalapeno pepper poppers. You picked a jalapeno pepper popper to pop into my pack, <laughs> <laughs> and like the water, water, water is at the beginning when they're showing off all their art, and Eddie shows his art. He goes, <laughs> "I call it black velvet in black velvet." Isn't this self portrait? Yeah, and he's wearing velvet. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Every time I have had a jalapeno popper in a social function, I will say, you picked a hot and spicy jalapeno pepper popper to pop into my pecker. <laughs> and usually people don't get it. And I, it's very upsetting to me. Um, I remember when we, this was in the resurgence in college of like, right. that's right. This was another one that was like a big one for us. Was, yeah, it was, this was definitely one. I went home and my dad was cooking like jalapeno poppers. And I said, jalapeno pepper popper. <laughs> he was like, what? What? I said nothing. <laughs> I had two honorable mentions for this season <gasps> wow, because twist. it's it's a long one. Uh, you gotta mention Country Cousins. You have to. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Country Cousins, where Raven plays the baby and the uncle and somebody else. <laughs> Gravy. The Gravy. Thank you for bringing Gravy. I back into our lives. In my humble opinion, Country Cousins was kind of a letdown. Um, it wasn't as funny as I wanted it to be, but you just have to Is marvel this on at, like, a rewatch or the initial. No, viewing? like initially when I was oh, a wow. kid. I, it was kind of a letdown to me, but it's just, just like she's so good, and like it just shows off her chops and like how yeah. good of an actress she actually is. Yeah. Um. So you have to give it a nod. For I remember that. walking into church as a kid, being like, "Look at my sister. She's also the baby <laughs> and the grandma." And uh, of course, you have to mention the episode with the boys in motion because it's really good. Yeah. Where they? Yeah, that's where you like you meet them for the first time. Yeah, where you see them for the first time, and then Raven and Chelsea and Eddie dress up like the boys and perform because they get like too lazy and tanya gets mad about it the foods are touchy the foods are touchy i just love how like every time they have a line of dialogue they're like it's like our song yes in a heartbeat and then they'll all just stand up and go in a heartbeat and they'll sing the line and then they'll sit back down and it happens like five times it'd be like also someone has to like go to the bathroom "Mm, it's like our hit song poo 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 (laughs) (laughs) i gotta go poo poo Man, this bacon reminds me of my hit song, Breakfast is Ready. Breakfast is ready! You know, for a minute, I thought that was actually in the episode. It's not. But that episode's really fun, and the Boys in Motion theme song uh, slaps. Yeah. So, my honorable mention was actually Artbreaker. Okay. The one where she turns into a statue. Yeah. So, my favorite one is Chef Man and Raven. So, that is when... <laughs> Her, I don't know which one that is. Her face is like, what? <laughs> I did, did a, that up? I did a Raven face. This is this is my fanfic. <laughs> when Raven turns to a superhero. Um, no, it's when her and her dad go on the cooking show to compete. Is this the one where she swells up? Yes. <laughs> and so she, they go on like Top Chef type of show. Right. And it's with Victor and Raven. And then versus like Victor's college rival, chef school rival, or whatever, who who and that guy has won every year, so it's like really pressure. Yeah, high stakes. Yeah, and so typical for a Raven, episode. right? And so the best part is the chemistry between the dad and Raven, because you really don't get to see that that often. That's true. Because like I said, the parents are usually with Corey. Blah, yeah. Blah, blah. So it, it was fun seeing that dynamic and. The best part is when Raven is allergic to mushrooms. 
And so to sabotage the team, they put mushrooms in the dish and you have to try the dish to make sure it's getting where it needs to go. And Raven tries the dish, does not know mushrooms are in the dish. All of us, she's allergic. Her hands swell up like the Macy's Thanksgiving Day balloon and so do her <laughs> cheeks on her face and she screams and just because her face and hands are so big it's so iconic and Raven's scream is always high pitched her eyes roll back I remember watching it for the first time me and my older sister were crying we were crying so hard I mean that's like Ray your face she goes my face and then she looks at the mirror she goes it was great. So that is my top. I recently watched that. It was going to be Artbreaker. Yeah. But I recently watched it. And I said, no, Chef Man and Raymond's my favorite. So that's what season four is difficult because season four. Season four is very different from. It's very different. I think we it's because they're have, older. They're older. We don't have the mom who yeah. was like a big backbone of the comedy for a long time. We don't have Corey's friend, William, who I love. Um <laughs> And then they introduce Sydney to, like, kind of take the place of Stanley as, like, the snot-nosed kid. But, oh, yeah. Sydney, the little girl that's, like, she makes fun of Raven the whole time. Yeah. But then they're also friends. But, like, and then she's a lot troubled. Of season four is Raven isn't really with – I mean, she is, but a lot of her plot revolves around working at Donna Cabana. It does, yeah. So – it is different. It's very different. I mean, they're older. And so at first, I was like, I, I'm i going to have a hard time finding honorable mentions for season four. Yeah, it took me a long time. Um, it's just not as iconic. It's really not. I like, mean, it's still good. It's good, but you don't have, like, the iconic, iconic episodes, I think, kind of stop with season three. Right. I don't remember any of the disguises. So season four, my number one ended up actually being the first episode of the season, which is Rave, Sydney, and the Man. Really? Where um, Raven, Chelsea, and Eddie are helping at a community center with kids, and Raven is going to teach a fashion class, and then Sydney's the only one who signs up, and Sydney's like this little, she's a mean little kid who wants to be a comedian. <laughs> right. <laughs> and is like... And you can tell the actress <laughs> is like trying to be a comedian. <laughs> she is. Because she literally just stands there and like says like zingers. <laughs> and then Raven's like, Raven and her kind of bond, and then she gets mad at Raven for no reason. This episode also has David Henry of Wizards of Waverly Place as Corey's friend, David? No, Larry. (laughs) Larry, who has a bar mitzvah, and Corey's like, I want money. So Corey's going to throw his own bar mitzvah, but he's not Jewish. And Raven's like, Sydney's going to perform at the party, and then that makes her upset. It was like a sweet episode, and it was kind of funny. And then I also had honorable mentions, double, which is weird. Of um, Soup to Nuts, which is the one where Raven fakes sick and her dad gives her that, like, five-alarm chili. Almost solely for the moment where she goes, Whoa! That's spicy! Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. But then also because um, when she's, like, dreaming and hallucinating stuff on the TV, some call it magic plays, which yeah. that's a really cool moment. And then I also liked the um, the Hook Up My Space episode. Where um, Raven's moving into the basement and Corey gets her on Hook Up My Space yeah. and is going to make her room look like ass. Mm-hmm. And her and Chelsea break like in ass. and Chelsea wallpapers her to <laughs> oh, the yeah. wall. It was, that one I think was fun because like the setup was fun, but also it's like one of the only times that you get a classic like Raven-Chelsea disguise yeah. in that season. That yeah. season doesn't have a lot of disguising. Yeah, like, a, yeah, there's not like a lot of the friends. Which is I think why it's like it's, not as iconic because there's not, like Raven is iconic because of the 
disguises, I guess. I mean, I think it just chalks up to this season is the last season. There's a lot of factors. They're older. You can going. They look that. a lot older. Yes. I mean, they're like probably 18, 19 at that point. The actors are probably older than that, but um, I don't know how old they were when they actually started filming the show. I think Chelsea's intelligence is also at an all time right. low in season four. I think Raven was fifteen when she started the show. Okay. I think they were all around fifteen, sixteen. I didn't. I thought they were older. I thought they would have been like twenty five by the time they were shooting. So I the think they were like twenty eighteen, nineteen around that when they okay. And, and, they're, supposed be, and yeah. they're supposed to be seniors in high school, right? So. I thought you were going to, your honorable mention was going to be one the episode of her going to The Sweet Life. Or do you not count that? I do. Um, Even though it's like production of The Sweet Life. Right. So that's how Sweet Life of Hannah Montana is weird because it's not like one big movie event. It was like separate episodes for all the shows. Right. But I it's fine. Right. I don't count that as a that sort of an episode either. I count I mean, it, I count but it. I don't think that it's. Like, I count it, but I don't think of it. I think of right. that's so sweet life, Hannah Montana, as one long thing. I do too, like its own like yeah. thing. So you've actually mentioned already my honorable mention and my favorite one. Oh shoot! So my favorite one is Hook Up My Space. Okay. Kind of going back to what you were saying that it's just that so was zany. almost what I put as my like, favorite. Hook Up My Space. Yeah, it's it's so fun too. And then yeah, it's it's a very fun and then. Um, and then, like, the reveal when Corey actually does do her room, yeah. like, exactly how she wants, which, which is like, really sweet. The swinging bed, I cannot find, see how that would be comfortable. No. Because, <laughs> like, every inch you would move, it would, like, go haywire. Um, and but you I, get a, a classic, like, 20-second long raven scream. <laughs> right. And I think the subplot of Eddie and the dad working out is that so was funny. funny. Yeah. Because I used to quote this all the time when someone's working out or the dad's working out. And Eddie's like, why are your arms quivering? Why are your arms quivering? <laughs> the joke reveal of them, like, with their back braces carrying that box, and they open yeah. it, and it's the just coolest stuff stuffed animal. <laughs> and my honorable mention is Soup to Nuts. And okay. the same reason why it is my honorable mention is basically for the Some Call It Magic part. Yeah. And when she gets the soup to her, and she goes, Woo, that's spicy. I didn't love, like, the I Love Lucy parody is weird. Kind of. Okay, so... It's funnier than the Wizard of Oz one, because they've, like, already done Wizard of you, Oz. Okay, you need to... I may actually have you go... Here, I will look it up for you, because I need to see your reaction for it. Okay. Speaking of the... That's where I've been... I Love Lucy parody. There's the delivery of Annalise Vanderpool. Do you know Do you know what part I'm talking about? I think so. When Ray... So, they're supposed to be the I Love Lucy characters. So, Corey and... Raven, not not Corey Raven. Corey and Chelsea are supposed to be like the friends in I Love Lucy. Yeah. And so the dynamic is the husband would like and the wife are like I don't know, they insult each other. Sure. And anyway, and Corey calls Chelsea a dog. Right. Because I guess hey Bernard <laughs> Like that's her delivery. She goes He goes, Well, I'll be at the store with a dog and she turns to him and goes I say Bernard Wolf. Let me try to find it. I couldn't find the episode. It was going to be one of my honorable mentions if I could find it, where they have the the crazy babysitter in the house. Yeah. And they keep trying to say that she's like nuts or bananas or something, and she's making them an ice cream sundae and keeps popping in and like saying the one word. Yes. Just for the comedy of it all. Yeah. The jokes. The jokes. The hee hees and the ho ho. Okay, I'm pulling it up. 
okay. It is. Ugh. Where's her Emmy? Annalise Vanderpool has some incredible line deliveries. She does. Number one, of course, being "Do you carry a lunchbox?" I used to quote. Um, me and my sister used to quote this part where someone's having a dance off, and Chelsea goes, "Wow, Eddie, you just got served." But she does like something with her hands that are funny. But yeah, I think those are some good episodes we picked. Yeah, those are all all solid. But I think when I think of that story, when I think of the early years. Yeah. You you kind of have to. I feel like you say that with any show. Yeah. Unless it's a short show. <laughs> Which I guess all Disney Channel shows are short shows. Yeah, but they're like, only like... I remember the biggest thing... That's so Raven is shorter than, like, Breaking Bad, though. <laughs> I remember... No longer. I meant but longer. I know what you mean. I remember when Disney Plus got on and everyone was, like, watching the old Disney Channel shows. They're yeah. like... Liz McGuire was only two seasons. I know. Even Stevens was like, you think because they were on all the time when we were kids, like throughout the day that they're just like a lot longer. Yeah. But they're only like 80, epi- 80, an average of like 80 episodes. I mean, yeah, but like some of the most like successful shows now only have like 60. Right. Which is weird. <laughs> but to think that that cast did 30 some episodes for a season. It's like two years, probably, or like a year. Yeah, that's a lot. No wonder they look so different at the end. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been the first episode of this is fun. The time machine. Um, if you want to follow me on social media, I'm uh, Heyo. It's Becca on stuff. Check out my other podcast, Youth Group Survivor Support Group, as well. Um, if you grew up in the church. That's a good one for you. Hey, if you have like a Disney Channel property that you want to talk about, hit me up because like I don't want to talk about these by myself and there's a lot of ground to cover. Um, Yeah. You have anything you want to plug or say? Plug. Uh, Yeah, we usually do. We we used to plug like shows that we had coming up, but now we can't do that. What should we do? Like, should we make it a theme? Like, what's a Disney movie have we watched anything disney could that be a closing question or yeah yes what if i don't know i mean i have an i have an instagram <laughs> real hunter martin yes i know <laughs> i don't know this is odd um yeah thank you for having me it was so fun raven <laughs> <laughs> so to close it out uh raven yes you were here why not i marked you up um i don't know disney lesson is that that's a raven is the it girl the disney lesson is always make sure you have prosthetics (laughs) of that suit wigs (laughs) on standby girl if you're not ready to go if you're not ready to be a janitor in five minutes (laughs) right what are you doing right oh and raven I thought you were here. Why did I mark you absent? That's the lesson of the day. True. Always make sure you mark someone absent. Always make sure that you make sure that someone is there (laughs) so that you don't confuse them and make them think they're getting the part of Dorothy while you're reading the cast list to your class. Right. Because you teach Spanish and also theater. (sighs) Oh, snap. That was fun. Oh, snap. All right. Uh, Until next time, time traveler. (laughs) 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 